Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on the Facebook.com, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. We have a lot to get to today. Today is Friday, December 4th, 2020, 355 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1079, I did not look this up, 1079, this is the Ryan Tucker episode. Ryan Tucker, I've never even heard of Ryan Tucker. Yeah. Ryan Tucker. I can't say that I have Let me tell you everything about Ryan Tucker. Ryan Tucker... Pitched in five games for the Rangers. Five innings in 2011. There's your Ryan Tucker moment for the day. Uh, on today's show, friends, it's Mailback Friday. Mailback Friday, we're answering your questions up until 1245. And then we're stopping. We're yes. stopping at 1245 because you're busy. Mm-hmm. You're busy. Not, I'm not talking to Pickle. I'm talking to you, the viewer. You are busy because at 1 p.m. today... Shiner Refurio kicks off on Texan Live, and you need to be streaming that. And also, no one else needs to ask what we think about it, because I promise you we'll answer that question. <laughs> yes. We, <I> <laughs> we have, we'll like, 17 questions. Yes. What do you think about this Don't game? worry. Don't worry. <laughs> we we'll, will hit that. Mailback Friday, so questions on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, or bring 972-532-6665. Hit on the text line, the TFT text line, 972-532-6665, 972-5-DAM-OK, 972-532-MONK. But... First, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Alan Shepard, Kirk Lewis, and then the two spammers, Aaron Flynn and Lance Pickle. Well, you only cut that crap out. Well, at you, you have dad. Con- you have control over one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it is far the other way around. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. First, let's do this. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Texas Bulls, proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you, TexasFootball.com voting. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. We close the voting, and we have a winner. Your Week 14, Dave Campbell's Texas Football 
Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week. It, or I'm sorry. <laughs> Rewind and action. Your week 14, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Seguin quarterback Micah Rodriguez went 20 of 24 for 361 yards and six touchdowns passing in Seguin's big win. Congratulations to all the nominees. Clinton Horizon quarterback Jacob Kios, Hallettsville running back Jonathan Brooks, Frisco Memorial wide receiver Zion Steptoe, Midland League quarterback Mikey Serrano, Buffalo quarterback Brett Hoffman, College Station wide receiver Dalton Karnas, um, or Carnes, Fort Worth South Hills running back Chris Clayton, Mart athlete Roger L. Freeman, and McCamey athlete Matthew Rosas. But a very special congratulations to the Week 14 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Seguin quarterback Micah Rodriguez. Very well deserved. I also would like to point out that Zion Steptoe still wins best name of that's the week. Probably, that's probably true. It's fair. Sorry, but it's fair. Now let's do this. Dairy Max <laughs> and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year, decided at season's end. Voting has closed on Twitter, and we have our Week 14 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Post-defensive coordinator Bo Riker. Facing one of the state's most powerful offenses, the bold gold com- defense completely dominated Panhandle, holding them to a mere 44 yards on 42 plays in a staggering 68 to nothing victory in the 2A Division I regional semifinals. Congratulations to all the nominees. Jim Ned, defensive coordinator Fred Dietz, Frisco Legacy offensive coordinator Alan Copeland, and Evermint offensive coordinator Ty Bishop. But a very special congratulations to the Week 14 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, post-defensive coordinator Bo Riker. Congratulations, Coach. We've also got one more thing to do, Pickle. We got all the stuff. We got all the stuff. And that is the In-N-Out Burger Game of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to partner with our friends at In-N-Out Burger to spotlight some of the biggest and most important games across the state of Texas and to honor scholar-athletes at each of the schools. It's the last In-N-Out Game of the Week of the the year. (laughs) The last In-N-Out Game of the The week Week of the year. Factual. <laughs> uh, it is going a little down, janky, but it's factual. Going down 7:30 p.m. tonight at Comalander Stadium in San Antonio, as the San Antonio uh, San Antonio Churchill will take on San Antonio Roosevelt in a big district showdown. And we want to make sure we honor the scholar athletes from each of those schools, starting with Churchill senior quarterback Donald Pobans. There you go. There's the game of the week at Comalander Stadium. Donald Pobans is the quarterback for Churchill, and he is our In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week. And on the Roosevelt side, it's senior wide receiver Luis Siller. Luis Siller is the uh, Scholar Athlete of the Week from San Antonio Roosevelt from our friends at In-N-Out Burger. Thanks to our friends at In-N-Out Burger. Congratulations to Donald Pobans and Luis Siller, our In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athletes of the Week. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. All right, Pickle, it is Mail Bag Friday. It's Mail Bag Friday. We are going up until 1245 and not a second longer because then we are leaving to go watch Shiner and Refurio, and you can't stop us. I'm, I'm going to pull the plug. Like I think the power cord comes all the way over here. Um, there were some games last night, two playoff games last night. Uh, Jim Ned continues their hot streak. They take down Pilot Point to advance yeah. to the state semifinal. Congratulations In impressive to, fashion. Congratulations to Jim Ned. 
um, on making it to the to the state semifinal. Uh, they will draw the winner of Malakoff and Mount Vernon, which is going down, I believe, tonight. Mm-hmm. Then, last night, there was also Gunner and Eastland. And I watched a decent amount of this game. This game was on uh, uh, Texan Live. Uh, it was at Globe Life Park in Arlington. Gunner jumped out from the word go. It was 20 to nothing before you could even like refresh your browser. And uh, the defense really bottled up Baron Morton. Really bottled up Bear Morton, and their offense really got cooking. They were, they were blowing open holes. They were dominating up front. Um, very impressed from Gunner. They're through to it seems like I think their fifth consecutive state semifinal, mm-hmm. uh, where they will await the winner of Canadian and Childress, which is going down tonight as well. So we could get Canadian versus Gunner part nine million. Yeah, uh, one more to uh, Winthorst and yes. Munster played thirty to twenty. Yes, there was also Winthorst and Munster. I believe Munster or Win um, Winthorst won thirty. Yeah, to 20. One, Winthorst won, but Munster jumped out to an early lead. Winthorst came back. Matt Step was at this game. Uh, he he had uh, good reviews for Winthorst as they are now the region to champions and they will await the winner of oh I've got this somewhere they will await the winner of I normally can figure this stuff out let's see uh, yeah so they're through to they'll await the winner of McKamey and Wellington which is going down tonight in Woodrow so uh, those are your first three state semifinalists at the 11 man ranks. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Jim Ned, in Gunner, and in uh, we- uh, Winthorpe, rather. We will add another bunch of those to the list today, including how many are there? How many games are there today? Quite a 19. bit. Are all there are 19 games tonight, playoff games tonight. Are all of the ticket punching games to AT&T in the six man ranks tonight? Both they, of them? They are there is a game Saturday, Blum and May is Saturday. Saturday. Ooh. Blum and May is Saturday in Dublin. But remember, remember they get a week off. Right. So right, right. They, so they, we don't have to worry about cuz they play they're going to play the state championship mm-hmm. games on Wednesday, but you do not have to worry about the 5-day rule because right. they take the week off. They have they have what I I've started calling the Super Bowl week mm-hmm. of like you have like media day and stuff like that right. and stuff. You have the week off before you get to it. So, uh yeah, so we will punch I believe Four tickets, three tickets to AT&T Stadium tonight. Borden County, Sterling City, Groom, Balmeray, and Strong Merchant Strings. We'll have our first state championship game decided. We'll mm-hmm. be ready for it. 1A Division Two will be set. Groom versus Balmeray and Strong versus Richland Springs. Uh, those are going down at 6.30 and 7 o'clock tonight. But, uh, yeah, so we will find out uh, our first... Uh, our first squads that we'll be watching at at and Yeah, so and I can go ahead and get graphics done. Go six-man. We can record <laughs> the picks video. It's all God, great. you love Super Bowl uh, week, that man. Is, that is real nice. Let's just get ahead of the game. Kiss. It'll be real nice. So anyway, there you go. All right, Pickle. Does anybody have any questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, etc.? Yes. Let's knock out the plethora of questions that we've got about a game that we are just so excited about. One o'clock, Shiner Refurio. Yeah. We got, I'm sure, plenty to say on that while I gather some more questions. Yes. Okay. So Shiner Refurio is obviously a fascinating game. I think... Post is going to say some have something to say about it. Uh, I think they're the favorite to come out of the left side of the bracket at this point. But I, I think there's a fair argument to be made that these are the two best teams in the state. Uh, Refurio has owned Shiner. Uh, they have knocked them out the last two seasons, including last year's kind of crazy, you know, over-the-top, uh, you know, come-from-behind win. There's a, lot of div- there's a lot of questions I have about this and a lot of them are on the Refurio side mm-hmm. because part part of it, 
part of it is that Refurio has so dominated everybody in that part of the state for so long mm -hmm. that nobody wants to play them. That, you know, they have to, like, their toughest game of the year that so far this season was against Divine, who is a an okay 4A team. Like, they had to punch up two full classifications to right. play a team that they believed was in their weight class that was willing to schedule them, right? And they won that game. But in a lot of ways, we don't know just how good Refurio is. Um, we have a pretty good idea how good Shiner is, which is super stinking good. I mean, yeah, they've been punching up all year and absolutely wrecking people. You go back to their non-district schedule... They played East Bernard, who was a team that was in the top 10 all year. Got upset in the first round, but top 10 all year, basically. Mm -hmm. And Shiner fumbled the ball, turned the ball over seven times and still won. Yeah. In East Bernard. overtime or in double overtime. overtime? Yeah. And that's a 3A team. 3A Division two. Okay. They also have maybe... In hindsight, the best win for a 2A team in the state, mm -hmm. which was when they beat Hallettsville. Yes. Hallettsville is a 3A Division, Division one. 1 semifinal, or regional finalist. Final, and they're trucking people right now. Um, yeah. So they've got, they've got, if you look at the resumes, I don't think anybody would dispute that Shiner has the strongest resume. That doesn't mean that Shiner's better than Refurio. Mm -mm. It just means we know more about Shiner and how good they are than we do against Refurio. This is Refurio, in my mind, this is their first huge test of the year. Now, it's also worth saying that I think this is Shiner's first test in months, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. The, uh, I'm, I'm going to be real boring about this because there's a lot of people who just want, like, tell me about the, the skill position, guys. Um, Trenches. I think this is just a game up front. This is a game that's won up up, up front. And um, a lot of this comes down to... A lot, a lot of this comes down to whether or not Shiner can run the ball. If Shiner can run the ball, Refurio's in big trouble. Mm -hmm. Because they are... Because at that point, Doug Brooks, they have the stable of running backs, big offensive line, bruising. If they are able to run the ball... Refurio is going to have a long day. If they're able to stop them or hold it to a draw or make them only get three to four yards a carry as opposed to these like eight, nine yards a carry, right? Then Refurio's in business because I do think Refurio is probably a little bit more multiple than Shiner is. Mm -hmm. Shiner can throw the ball, they, but that is not their bread and butter. Their, no. their, their bread and butter is running the ball with Doug Brooks, Dalton Brooks, that stable of running backs. I mentioned this in the picks video, and so I'll sound like a bit of a broken record. The 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 X factor here is Jordan Kelly, yep. the receiver on the outside. I think he's the biggest mismatch for Refurio. That he is a guy who can go up there and get it, and I think that Caleb Hesseltine has done a good job of getting him the ball. They are a lot more multiple. Here's another thing that I think is interesting, and Matt Stepp brought this up on our podcast. This is the game that... These are the games that Refurio gets up for. Like, these are the games that, that for all we talk about the revenge factor on the Shiner side, of wanting to take, like, feeling like they should have won last year. They should have won last year. Feeling like they should have won last year. 
for all that kind of revenge factor, I think it's matched by the fact that like the intensity is is matched by the fact that Refurio, this is this is their time. This is their time of year. This is when they shine the brightest. This is when Jason Herring gets his guys the most up for games. Right. They they relish this opportunity. And and so look, this is a tr- this is in my mind a true coin flip. This is a true coin flip unless this is a true coin flip unless we've just totally misread Refurio for one reason or another, either side. Right. Which is maybe they are actually just like the best team in 2A Division 1 by a large margin and we just haven't been able to see it yet because we haven't seen them in in the uh in in uh that kind of game. Or on the other side that they are in fact not up to the standard of Shiner and the fact that like Ref- like Shiner is just a lot better than them because Re- and we just don't know it yet because Refurio hasn't seen a team like Shiner. And it's always so crazy when you get down to a regional final game and you realize this might be like the first big that's, test that's, that's, in their oh, weight class. But, but it, you know, so on one hand, it's it's and it I always so happens. <laughs> but there is it. Sh- Refurio is one of those teams that we're not going to know until. We know. That sounds right. dumb. But, but it's true. But it's true because here we are. They are three wins away from another state championship, mm-hmm. right? How much do we know about them? Like, we know they've been trucking fools. We know they have been dominant. But we also know that the schedule they've played is not necessarily that great. Like, there are, I'm not saying a lot of teams could be as dominant as they were, but there are other teams. I'm confident that if Shiner played Refurio's schedule, they would also be undefeated. That's where I'm at on it. Right. Right? That's the big question mark for me, is that we're going to find out so much about Refurio. I think we know about Shiner. Refurio's the X factor. How do they use Jordan Kelly? How do they stop the run? Stuff like that. Those are the big questions. And fascinating. I took Shiner. I know I took Shiner last year. Um, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Yep. It's, there's also, I'll also say this. I think Daniel Boddicker is a really good coach over there at Shiner. Jason Herring is a wizard. Yeah. And in close games, in close games, that is that could matter. We got, I mean, we got, if you want to compare it, we got... I mean, our guy will beat Waco La Vega in the playoffs right. for a, a, that's a trend again that usually doesn't happen. It's like, is this going to be the year where they right. both make it through? You right. know, and that's that's the big question. And and so, I think it's a game that comes down to little things. It comes down to turnovers. It comes down to special teams, stuff like that. Um, it is a fascinating question, fascinating game. I'm mm-hmm. I'm super fired up about it. Um, I think Shiner Furio like. They're, the only thing that would be disappointing to me is if, like, one team blew out the other team. Mm-hmm. Like, if this game's, like, if, if it turns out that, like, Refurio's actually this killing machine, and they're up, right. like, 42-7 to 7 on Shiner at halftime. Yeah, that I'm would be, be the like, only surprise. I'm like, that's a bummer. Not because, you know, not for any reason other than, like, we really want to see right. these two titans get together and, and play one another. Um, fascinating game. Fascinating game. And you, that's why we're going to be off the air in, in uh, at, at a hard out at 1245. We're all going to go watch that game. Another playoff game. This one, let's go to some what's typically Region 4 after dark. It's not after dark this time. Um, I believe it's on Saturday still, though. Uh, Miller and LBJ. Specifically, the question was, do you see the Miller skill guys overcoming LBJ's secondary? 2.30. It's 2.30 Saturday. 2.30 Saturday, which is just, I mean, the the matchup between their skill guys and that secondary is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's a that's it's, as it's, good as you could hope for. It. I mean, this is you know, the, all you ask for in the playoffs is have the best go up against the best, and Austin LBJ's secondary is among the most talented in the state. Mm-hmm. Corpus Christi Miller's offense is among the best in the state. Yes, and now they're going to go at it. I. I think this comes down to two things. It comes down to the th- the threes versus the threes. Mm-hmm. Because I do think that with Andrew McCuba and Latrell McCutcheon back there in the secondary for LBJ, mm-hmm. I think they – I don't know what, what style – I think they're going to get super exotic with their coverages against a quarterback like, uh, like Andrew Body and try to get him confused. Mm-hmm. But – I think what you're going to see is a fair amount of those two guys on Adrian Lloyd and Lonnie Ackerson mm-hmm. and try to take them away. So then the question becomes, let me see who's, let's see if I got, I can pull this up real quick. Who is the third leading receiver for Miller? The third leading receiver for Miller, according to this site, is, uh, is, is Donovan Terrell, mm-hmm. a sophomore. Who has twenty? Like compared, to, those are two twelve hundred or eleven hundred yard receivers for uh, for uh, in Atkinson and Lloyd. Uh, Donovan Terrell is, is at like four hundred, so it's like huge drop off. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's going to come down to those other weapons, right? And and like the the other guys in the secondary for LBJ. Mm-hmm. Those matchups are going to tell the tale. The other one, and this is the X factor, and I think the reason why I lean a little bit towards. Miller, Miller is body running. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have. I think he's going to have to carry the ball 15, 20 times. And I think that I think that Justin Evans and the, and their offensive staff have gone him and said you need to prepare yourself to be carrying the load here. I think because this one of the one of the real I think misconceptions about this team is they are. I mean, they average six yards a carry. Mm-hmm. They're a, they're a really good running team between Andrew Body and I think keep an eye on Ethan Greenwood, their sophomore running back. Yep. That is, to me, the big difference between Miller and Cal Allen. And what I want to see is can, like, because if, for example, once it became apparent that LBJ was loading up and they were going to be able to stop the run and match up and play it at least to a draw in the trenches against Cal Allen, Mm -hmm. Cal Allen doesn't have a great plan B. No. Miller's got a plan B, C, D, and E. And I can tell you after watching that game last week that they had, that Body enjoys running just as much mm-hmm. as he does throwing. He's not scared mm-hmm. to do it. And the other thing that goes so underrated is that offensive line that mm-hmm. Miller has is really, really phenomenal. Not only, obviously, giving Body the time to throw the long ball, but they can create holes, and that's what makes them so successful with Body and Greenwood back there. Here's the other – Here's the other, and the, by the way, there's a whole other side of the ball, too. Mm-hmm. I think, L- I think LBJ's offense is starting to heat up. Uh, their offense uh, got off to a slow start, but lately they have been really strong. And, and I think that a lot of that comes back to uh, uh, Oscar Gordon, their quarterback, who I think has really grown up as the season has gone on. I thought he was spectacular mm-hmm. last week against Cal Allen. Um, against this Miller defense, which has been probably unfairly maligned, uh, but this is a really... The other side is, is super interesting, too. Um, I, w- I also do not think LBJ's built to go score for score with Miller. No. They are a team that are, they need to get stops. 
they need to keep this under 40, mm-hmm. which sounds crazy, right? If they like LBJ, I'm confident, not confident. I think LBJ can score 35 points in this game. Yes. The question is, can they hold Miller under 40? If they hold Miller under 40, I think they've got a great shot. And I think they can. I think they can. I, I love this game. Strength on strength. I lean towards Miller. I think they're the hotter team. But what's a computer say? What does a computer say? Ooh, I don't know. I didn't what do you think the computer up. says? The computer Miller says by Miller by one. So one. Wow. Tough. Okay, that's closer than so I thought. Point flipper. Yeah. Which which jives with me. That's mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know there is by the way uh, worth mentioning, and this is different, but like there is a um they do have a common opponent. Remember in Lampasas, mm-hmm. they have a common opponent in Lampasas, and if you remember, Lampasas scored forty one on them. I do think that. Miller's offense profiles pretty similarly with Lampasas's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that may be a bit of concern. But more importantly, the reason that they lo- the, the reason that, that they lost against Miller um, or that lost against Lampasas is um, they, uh, if I remember correctly, they turned the ball over a fair amount. Their mm-hmm. defense did not. Yeah, they lost. They they were minus two in the turnover margin, and you just ain't going to win like that. Well, so. on the other side of it, Bernie scored forty five on him on Miller mm-hmm. last week. So it's <laughs> that. I mean, every single way that you look to shape this puzzle piece, it's like it matches up perfectly. It's like, let's just it's, let's just let's see. just do it. We're let's we're not going to know until we find out. Exactly. <laughs> All right. What's next, Michael? All right, another one here. How about Timpson and Beckville? Yeah, we've talked a lot about Beckville and how they're kind of the story of the year, mm-hmm. and and how, by the way, like get used to them because they're a year early mm-hmm. with that fresh, where that quarterback Ryan Harris is a junior, and that freshman running back um, Jaden Williams. I want to say, is the name? Um, I like Timpson in this one. I think that they're the Bears have been rolling. I, I, the Bears have been rolling. I think one of the things that we, we, we often get really, really excited whenever a team goes out there and, and hangs 60 points on a team or 55 points on a team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like Timpson has one of the very best defenses in the state. Very best defenses in the state, plain and simple. And that's the big question for Beckville is can they, get, can they score enough? Um, it puts you in a tough position. And the other thing about Timpson, Timpson's big. Timpson mm-hmm. is that line. a bunch of big dudes. And I don't know if Beckville is going to be able to match up up front. That's kind of the big question. The computer has computer has Timpson by 21. That's rich for me, but I do agree that Timpson's the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree Timpson's the favorite. Can they, you know, look. At this point, Beckville's the Cinderella story. Like, mm-hmm. why not Beckville? They're they're 48 minutes away from a semifinal. A lot of their advantages are going to come uh, with the team of destiny type thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting game. I think it, I right now my gut says it's closer than 21 points. I don't think I don't I, don't, I, I would I, don't, I think it's closer than that. But I do think that Timpson's your favorite. The way they've been rolling uh, and they've looked like the best team in Region Three. In another matchup that you could probably consider rolling off that Cinderella story, um, Cattle Mills and Gilmer, which <laughs> is where I will be at tonight. And I think that Matt Stepp summed it up perfectly in his preview when he said that Gilmer is the tenured team that you're mm-hmm. used to seeing, but Cattle Mills has every single piece to be that true Cinderella story. I'm going to see if I can make people mad. You know who... 
You know who Cattle Mills at 2019 or 2020 Cattle Mills is? Hmm. They're 2019 Lampasas. Yes. They're a team that has kind of come out of nowhere, like we thought could be pretty good, mm -hmm. but has definitely overachieved our expectations. Right. And they've done so with a truly transcendent quarterback. Because Tyler Townley has been awesome. When I spoke awesome. with uh, – with their coach, he compared him. I asked him what made him so special in the game, and he compared him to Lincoln Riley because he got to coach Lincoln Riley mm -hmm. in his early part of his career. And he said the mental game and the intelligence that that kid has is just astronomical. I think he's awesome. Yeah. Now they're gonna need a lot of their other guys to step up against uh, this ten this Gilmer team because the other thing about it is is that you're you're right. From a pedigree perspective, from a mm -hmm. been there perspective, Cattle Mills is, is like is the underdog in that because mm -hmm. Gilmer is is pedigree. P Gilmer expects 14th to be fourteenth straight regional, regional final. final. Ridiculous, ridiculous, right? Brandon Tennyson, their quarterback, also just a junior, by the way, um, has been terrific, like a real breath of fresh air. And mm -hmm. I think that you know now you're covering this game, right? I am. I'll be there. Mason Hurt was going to be their quarterback. I think they realized. We need to get both Brandon Tennyson and Mason Hurt on the field at the same time. That's exactly what Coach said. He said that he realized that they could utilize them at both positions mm -hmm. and was like, well, we need to have both of them out on the field. Yeah, you get your best players on the field. Right. And so they've been really – they've been very, very strong. Their only – they lost – their only loss in the year is to Carthage. Carthage. Right? Their only that loss was in the Gilmer. Year yeah. Yeah, Gilmer's only loss in the year is to Carthage, which – you know. They're doing that to everybody. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> it, a lot. I, I think a lot of this comes down to whether or not you believe that they've just got the the guy in mm -hmm. Tyler Townley. Like this is this is a Tyler Townley spotlight game. And and yeah. if he goes out there and he puts on the show mm -hmm. and puts on the cape. Cattle Mills can absolutely win this game. That said, I do think that the defensive advantage, the, a slight defensive advantage probably goes over to the Gilmer side, which is why I like Gilmer in this game. Mm -hmm. But they got that guy. And sometimes, right. especially when you're talking about 4A Division two, mm -hmm. sometimes if you got that guy, that's enough. Well, and look what they did. I mean, they took down the reigning state champs last week in Pleasant Grove. And how they did it is Pleasant Grove with two minutes and 16 seconds left, drove all the way down, scored to go up, and then they Townley took over on that last drive and ran it in with a 26-yarder with 20 seconds left. If he can do that again, what are you supposed to do? They're not scared. That's the one thing I'll say. Mm -mm. They're not scared. Um, I think Gilmer is your favorite, but Cattle Mills has that team of destiny thing going, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's enough. And you got that guy. So, I think it's going I, I I do think it's going to be pretty high scoring. I do think it's going to I think you're going to have a lot of points. I don't think you're going to get a 10-7 slugfest. Mm -mm. Clip this when it's 10 to 7. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, let's go down to another 3A Division 1 game in Mount Vernon Mount Vernon and Malakoff. Yeah. Um Malakoff's the favorite here. Mm -hmm. Coming off of last week, their big win over Grandview. Grandview. Of course, finally getting over that hump. This is... Uh, I hate doing this. This is a lot of... There's a big letdown factor here for Malakoff. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I also think Jamie Driscoll's too good of a coach to let them kind of sleepwalk through a game. But you get so amped to go up against Grandview. You get so hyped, mm-hmm. right? You get so that- I take a pair of business against a very good against a very good call me during the show. Um, against oh, okay. a very good Mount Vernon team. A winning hangover is possible. That's exactly it. It's it's there is there's a big winning hangover possibility here. And if that happens, then look, I think that Malkoff could be in some trouble. Because Brock Neller, the quarterback over at Mount Vernon, has been very, very strong. Uh, they're running the ball very well. This is a very senior heavy team for Mount Vernon. And look, now now here's what concerns me. Here's what concerns me. Okay. Mount Vernon won last week against Mineola. It's a great win, 12-7. They needed Mineola to basically melt down in the red zone like six times. Yes. For that to happen. That's not sustainable. And I think that the Malakoff offense is... Let's put it this way. I think the Malakoff defense is better than the Mineola defense. There's that. I also think that the Malakoff offense is more consistent than Mineola's offense. So if you're going apples to apples, and if you just drop Malakoff into that Mineola game last week, I think Malakoff wins that game and probably wins that game pretty handily. Mm-hmm. Can Mount Vernon get the stops, first and foremost? And can they, if this does get into a shootout, can they go back and forth with them? They've done it in the past, but they haven't done it lately. That's what's weird about them, is that mm-hmm. lately the offense is really... The last two games, they beat West 24-21, they beat Mineola 12-7. Now, you can live like that, but it's probably not sustainable. That's my question. So, look, I think Malakoff's your favorite. I think... I think Malakoff's the favorite in 3A Division One right now. <laughs> so... I, I, I'm I'm riding with the Tigers. I I thought once Brock went out, and once they beat once, because Brock went out first. Mm-hmm. Once Brock went out, I looked at Grandview and Malakoff as the game to decide who the front runner in three division one is. And Malakoff gets that win. I think they're the front runner in three division one right now. That's my thought. Roast me. What's next? <laughs> Let's go with a game that you and I have had many conversations about, China Spring and Carthage. And I made this statement yesterday, and I'm going to stick to mm-hmm. it, that I'm telling you right now, I think Carthage is the favorite, but it would not be the most mind-boggling thing if this came up on the side of China Spring, in my opinion. Computer's got Carthage by 13. Yeah. Carthage is in that same boat as Allen, as yep. Alito, as North Shore, as Katie, as Lake Travis, as Westlake, as Mart, Dominant. as some of those teams. In the sense that Southlake kind of, uh, yeah, for the most part is, is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Historic. There's a handful of teams that win a lot of games walking off the bus. Someone wants a coach once described it to me as the Alito trap, which is you get out on the field, mm-hmm. you look across the field, and it says Alito on the front of their jersey, and you're already down fourteen nothing. Yep. Because you're just like you can't like you've got to overcome that. Mm-hmm. China Spring will not do that. No. China Spring ain't scared of anybody mm-hmm. right now. I mean, China Spring has run through three of the top nine teams in the state. Mm-hmm. Now, I also think they. 
because they were the number two team in our final four division two bracket. Yes. Um, Westmore Shark was the number two team in our final four division two rankings. I also think that in any, basically it's four A division two and two A division two. I think there is the biggest gap between one and two. Mm -hmm. So this is a step up and it is a different animal in Carthage. Um, the other thing that concerns me is I think China Spring is going to have to throw the ball. Yes. They cannot be reliant exclusively on the run. And that hurts them. Uh, because Ch Carthage will eat them up if they're one-dimensional. Because look over the course of their history. Look over Scott Surratt's entire career. And there's not really... I can think of one one-dimensional team that has ever beaten Carthage. Mm -hmm. And that's Liberty Hill. Yeah. And that was, that was just a magic Liberty Hill team. Right. I'm convinced. That team was black magic. Well, and they run, I mean, yeah. That team was black magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Carthage has to be the favorite. That, mm -hmm. that They've earned that. They yes, deserve absolutely. It. But I agree. I do think, I, I also think that the China Spring defense is going a little bit underlooked right now. And I think they could pro provide a challenge mm -hmm. to Carthage and keep this score low. I do not think that Carthage, China Spring wants to get in a shootout because that's a game they're going to lose. Yes. They need to keep this game... Under control. Under 35. Yes. If they do that... It's at least got, going they, to be a good they're game. They're in it. They're in yeah. it. But if you are if you let that Carthage offense with Kai Horton and Mason Courtney cook, then it's it's, it's not going to work for you. So that's... It's it's a, it's a tough game to call because you, you have, like, the ultimate favorite in mm -hmm. Carthage and, like... This team that has just proven we don't care what you think. And I think so much credit to that goes. I mean, Brian Bell is a oh. younger guy, but like oh, all yeah. of his team are, they're all younger coaches. And I think that that, well, tradition doesn't mean, like, you know, tradition There's means everything, there. but it's, it's like, like, let's, let's, like, why not? Why not be the young, scrappy be, team that comes up and let's be takes us. it down? Yeah, let's be exactly. us. And, and I think they're not scared of anybody. And as a result, I think that makes them dangerous. Like they are, they're the crazy guy in a fight. Yep. Exactly. Right? You like, don't, don't you mess don't with crazy. Like, right. You have the team. Like, Carthage is a better fighter. Okay? Mm -hmm. Carthage is a better fighter. But China Spring's a crazy guy in a fight. Right. <laughs> if China Spring makes Carthage play their game. They just kick their kneecaps out, you know? <laughs> it's a on. little Cheeto chop to the neck. Dude, two more real quick. <laughs> two more. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, goodness. Um, this is going great. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find the good No, it's ones. okay. It's not like the most important game of the year kicks off in 19 minutes. You're okay, we'll do this, and if we go long, then it's just one more. What would be the most entertaining Dave Campbell's Texas football 3v3 basketball game? If we're if we're running out— staff? Yeah, if we're doing—if we're going out and doing a big three contest, what, what would be the most entertaining? We're going editorial staff only. Yeah, that works. That works. You— Step and, and Willie the Wilk. Well, well, Step, I, Willie the Wilk, and Ish. Yeah. Um, They've got to be split up. ball, too. So, and you. Yeah. Like, the real, the real, uh, the the problems, like, the like I'm a weight on a team. Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. So, here's, here's what I want. I want Step on one team. Mm -hmm. I want Will on, on another the other. Because okay. those are your big guys down low. And then I want them to draft. Mm -hmm. So, I think you would be the first draft pick. So, you go to Step. Yes. I think Will would take Ish. Ish. I think Step would take Shahan. I think Will would take Powers and I would sit out. No, I think that the perfect matchup here is give me Step and Will battling it out down on the block. Ish and I running point, and then I want you and Shahan 
over there okay. just going nuts okay. on the wing, just being a distraction or Shoot. trying to get open. Yeah, you know, it just – We're just going to be over there. Woo! We're just going to be over there recording a podcast. <laughs> We're gonna be like sitting on the sideline recording podcasts, like you throw the ball to me. Y'all like are gonna get mid conversation and start arguing with each other yeah. about something that right. no one cares about. <laughs> hey, you, snap back into it. Like, no, the that goal line be, fate sucks. That would be a good matchup. I'm here to say I think that that would be okay. the most, no. the best matchup. All right, go 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 go. Shiner Furio, go, go go go. Yeah, adios. Have fun tonight. No, where am no. I? Oh, oh 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 oh. We got more questions. Got, I'm gotcha. saying hurry up. Um, what is the worst or best gift that you've ever received for Christmas? Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. All the rest of them are like super thinky question. Thinky questions. Super thought-worthy questions. Super thinky questions. <laughs> uh, pass. One more. Sorry. We'll, we'll table that. We'll do that next week. We'll do it on the pre-show next week. Would you rather lose a toe or miss Shiner Refurio at one today? <laughs> It's going to do for us. I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com. No one needs Dave a Campbell's. pinky toe. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com. Dave Campbell. is very important for balance. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. We're going to go watch Shannon Frio. Bye.